I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Hi, guys, and welcome to a new episode of Couch Talks on Uni Therapy Podcast. My name is Kat. I am the host. And if you're like, what is Couch Talks? It is the special bonus episode of Uni Therapy that comes out every single Wednesday where I answer questions that you guys send to me. And you can send them to Catherine at UniTherapyPodcast.com. Now, per usual, this podcast is not a substitute or a form of actual therapy, and I try as hard as I can to steer away from actually giving personal advice on here, although sometimes I might cross those lines, maybe, but more generally, I like to give like offer insight and ask questions that might help somebody make the decision that they need to make or come up with the conclusion they need to come up with based on the question they send, but That's just a long-winded way of me saying that this podcast is not a replacement or substitution for actual mental health services, but it might actually help you find or be encouraged to go and get therapy or talk about something specific in therapy. So it can definitely help. We're going to go with the normal format, which is answering one question that I have received from a listener. And as always, I like to keep the listeners anonymous. So no matter what question you write in, I will not tell people what your name is or tell people your email address or anything. That would be really weird if I did that. But this is anonymous. So if you're wondering, why didn't she say shout out who that was from? Because we like to keep these things uh, on the DL just for confidentiality and safety and all that. So here is the question and then we will get into it. Hi, Kat. Big fan of the podcast and for all that you do for the community. Both my personal practice of therapy and your podcast have helped heal in the last two years. I recently found out that my estranged father has developed skin cancer again and it possibly has spread to his lungs. My father was severely depressed in the last 10 to 15 years and lashed out at me and my family, causing some deep wounds. 
We don't know how long he will be with us or if the cancer has spread. I'm trying to figure out if I should reach out and how I should go about it. I'm also worried about whatever wounds that would be reopened from any interaction. Would really love any advice you have. Again, thank you so much for all you do and especially loving the Amy and Cat chats. And if you guys are wondering, what's Amy and Cat Chats? That is Amy Brown's podcast for things with Amy Brown. I co-host her Tuesday episode that we have undercover named Amy and Cat Chats, where uh, we just talk about random things. Anyway, let's get back to this email because this is a this is a big one. And before I say anything, I want to start with one. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry that you have the hurt with your dad and those experiences and also that he's sick and that this situation is really confusing and tough. And you probably already know, I'm not going to give you direct advice and I can't tell you what's best for you. I can't know that, but I can help offer some perspectives and things to think about and things that might help you choose what you want and what you need to do here. So the first thing that I immediately thought when I read this email was this part of Lori Gottlieb's book, Maybe You Should Talk to Someone, where she is talking about a past client and this thing called forced forgiveness. And she tells the story of that past client um, who had a difficult relationship with his father. And I'm going to read that little excerpt from her book just because she tells her story better than I can do. So this, what I'm about to read is from the book, Maybe You Should Talk to Someone. And I highly recommend that book. It is one of my favorite books I've ever read. She was a past guest last summer on the podcast. She's awesome. She's really smart. But this is what I immediately thought about when I read that email and I want to share it with everybody that's listening. So here it is. Forgiveness is a tricky thing in the way that apologies can be. Are you apologizing because it makes you feel better or because it will make the other person feel better? Are you sorry for what you've done or are you simply trying to placate the other person who believes you should be sorry for the thing you feel completely justified in having done? Who is the apology for? There's a term we use in therapy, forced forgiveness. Sometimes people feel that in order to get past a trauma, they need to forgive whoever caused the damage. The parent who sexually assaulted them, the burglar who robbed their house, the gang member who killed their son. They're told by well-meaning people that until they can forgive, they'll hold on to the anger. Granted, for some, forgiveness can serve as a powerful release. You forgive the person who wronged you without condoning his actions, and it allows you to move on. But too often, people feel pressure to forgive and then end up believing that something's wrong with them if they can't quite get there, and that they aren't enlightened enough or strong enough or compassionate enough. So what I say is this. You can have compassion without forgiving. There are many ways to move on and pretending to feel a certain way isn't one of them. I once had a client named Dave who had a problematic relationship with his father. His father was, by his account, a bully, demeaning, critical, and full of himself. He had alienated both of his sons from a young age and he had a distant and contentious relationship with them as adults. When his father was dying, Dave was 50 years old, married with children of his own, and he struggled with what to say at his father's funeral. What would ring true? And then he told me that as his father lay on his deathbed, he had reached out for his son's hand and said, out of the blue, I wish I had treated you better. I was a prick. Dave was livid. Did his father expect absolution now at the 11th hour? The time to make repairs, he felt, was long before you left this earth, not on the eve of your departure. You don't automatically get the gift of closure or forgiveness from a deathbed confession. He couldn't help himself. I don't forgive you, Dave told his dad. 
He hated himself for saying this, regretted it the second it came out. But after all the pain his father had put him through and all the work he'd done to create a good life for himself and his family, he'd be damned if he was going to soothe his father now with a sugary lie. He spent his childhood lying about how he felt. Still, Dave wondered, what kind of person says this to his dying father? David started to apologize, but his father interrupted him. I understand, he said. If I were you, I wouldn't forgive me either. And then the strangest thing happened. Sitting there, holding his father's hand, Dave felt something shift. He felt for the first time in his life, genuine compassion. Not forgiveness, but compassion. Compassion for the sad dying man who must have had his own pain. And it was that compassion that allowed Dave to speak authentically at his father's funeral. So what I'm not saying by reading this, this is Kat again, by the way, is that you should call your dad and reconcile your relationship. That may not be possible and it might not be what you need, but I wanted to share this because I think it so perfectly expresses what we don't hear enough. We don't have to be okay with people, forgive people, let things go or move on to care for people and to have care for people. And I think about my own life and hearing stories from clients where they express or share things that they've done in their past or maybe even in the present that they are ashamed of or working through and some things that might hit on my personal stuff or experiences or traumas. And often a client will say, I'm afraid to tell you this because you'll judge me or you'll look at me differently or something like that. And what I can offer back to them in those moments is that it doesn't really matter how I feel about someone because I don't have to excuse someone's behavior or forgive somebody for what they have done in their past or any of that for me to be able to offer them compassion and for me to be able to help them in the present. I don't have to do those things. They don't have to live within each other. They can be exclusive from each other. And I don't think we hear that enough, especially now in the climate of what our country is, is moving through. Now, there's a difference in offering compassion and letting go of boundaries. And I don't know the details of this specific situation, but maintaining boundaries might be something you do in order to avoid further emotional damage or pain. And I can't know what is emotionally safe for you or not. Um, you can know that. And I believe that if we allow ourselves the space to really ask ourselves what feels right, what feels safe, what feels wise to me when it comes to my story, we actually can know what we want to choose. We just too often have been taught that either we, we choose wrong or that we need approval for our choices. Or maybe we've been taught that these are the right choices and if they don't feel right, then we start to not trust ourselves. But I think in the story that Lori shares in her book is, is sharing for me that like this idea of forced forgiveness, if you have to do this thing, you, you should feel this, then if it doesn't fit right with us, we feel like there's something wrong with us when maybe it's just the wrong choice and that we get to choose differently and that different people need different things. The good news here is that there are so many ways you can handle this. There are so many things that you can do and it's not black and white. It doesn't have to be all in. It doesn't have to be zero or 100. If you choose to reach out to your dad, you can write an email, you can call him, you can text him, you can send a, send a handwritten letter. This doesn't mean you will be driving over to his house and sitting next to his bed or taking him to his doctor's appointments necessarily. So maybe you start with this. What is your motivation? What am I motivated by? Is it a feeling? What feelings come up? Am I motivated by fear, guilt, shame? And what are those feelings actually saying to me? Do I agree with them? Are they leading me to what I need? And am I even listening to them enough to be able to discern what that even would be? Or am I trying to listen to the feedback of people around me or other people's experiences or what I've been told or uh, maybe what a religious organization is telling me or anything like that? 
Am I actually giving myself the space to listen to myself so I can figure that out? And that's really getting at like the why behind the what, right? So the motivation, what is motivating me? Why am I wanting to reach out or not reach out? And then like, if I would reach out, what would I say or ask? And what's the safest way to do that where I am right now in my life and my relationship with myself, my family, my friends, my dad. So a lot of questions to move through and you might need to answer those questions with somebody. It might be helpful to sit down with somebody and, and say this out loud to them and see what it feels like. And I would recommend doing that with a safe person. And hopefully through a conversation like that, you'll be able to connect with what actually feels really good um, when you say it and sit in it. I think another tough thing about this kind of stuff is that we want things to 100% feel like the perfect decision. And I don't think that there is a perfect decision here because this is a situation that you really shouldn't ever have to be in in the first place. It's a really hard um, situation and uh, there's not a complete right way to move through it. There is just like the most right way, the most wise way for you to move through it yourself. So I hope that helped. And for anybody listening who liked that little part that I read from the book, if you haven't read that book, please read it. It's so freaking good. And there's, I mean, I, I would highlight that whole book if I could, because there is so much goodness in it. So that does it for me. And I hope you have the days you need to have till I get to talk to you guys again. Bye guys. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.